In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 159th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are coming off a 26-9 victory over the rival New Orleans Saints. They were 13.5 point underdogs coming into the contest. They came up, I believe, with a winning formula. That's what we're going to title this one. We're going to title this episode, Did the Falcons Discover a Winning Formula? We're going to break down the game and the formula will become evident to all of the listeners here to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We're also going to hear from Grady Jarrett, who's led the sack parade. And quarterback Matt Ryan, who came back after missing one game to direct the offense to the victory. Get him, got him in position for four field goals and two touchdowns. And hey, that was a big part of the winning formula. We're going to look at running the ball, the turnovers. Uh, under Coach Quinn's three keys to victory was turnovers, communication, field position. We'll see if they did all that. We got some injury reports to uh, sift through on Freeman and Hooper. The long drives, we're going to break those down. And we're going to talk about a little defense here in this episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. But let's start with running the ball. That was the key to the formula here. Uh, played keep away. The running backs ran 30 times for 99 yards. Uh, not a four-point um, carry average, but you want to uh, – you saw that they stayed with the run. They can pick that uh, production up as they move forward. You want to be over four yards of carry. Couple other key runs were Calvin Ridley on an 18, 19 yarder uh, jet sweep, and uh, Kenyon Barner stepped up and had a 12 yard run on a direct snap. And then Matt Ryan had two key runs, picked up a uh, fourth and four, slid out of the backside of the pocket, then picked up an eight yarder uh, for a first down later in the game. Those were all four of those runs mixed in with the heavy pounding uh, from from Devontae Freeman. And Brian Hill uh, were very key to this game. And we'll look at the time of possession, uh, the long drives here later. That was very key uh, in this game. Secondly, the three keys Coach Quinn talked about during the week were turnovers, communication, and field position. Uh, didn't do, uh, you know, didn't lose any fumbles, had one interception, so they were 0 1 in turnovers. But I think with this winning formula, uh, running the ball, getting the time off the clock, the defense will be fresher. And uh, I, th- I know they try to coach turnovers, but you can't, re- you know, you got to just make them happen. We saw some hits that may lead to some turnovers in the future, but uh, yeah, you just got to keep plugging away on the turnover thing. Communication was key. We didn't see any blown coverages, we didn't see any receivers r- running free down the field. They did catch the ball, somebody was there to pop them. 
And that was because the communication was on point. We talked to Ricardo Allen, Blindy Ray uh, Wilson after the game, and they said they just made a extra extra effort to make sure everybody had the call uh before you know the play was run so we're getting everybody on the same page then you don't have people out there freestyling or as coach quinn said making blank up filling the blank up and we know what that means so we didn't see people out there making the uh the blank up making up stuff out there on the field. They were on the same page. Uh, and if the Saints caught the ball, you saw them get hit, saw them get tackled, they got them to the ground. Yeah, Michael Thomas got his 100 yards, but, he, you know, he didn't get in the end zone. And uh, that was the first time since 1997 that the Falcons held the Saints to less than 10 points. So that was uh, quite a defensive effort there. And Matt Ryan will talk about that for you. So as far as the three keys go, uh, moving forward with this new formula, you got to get the turnovers up, keep the communication on point, and field position, they they did pretty good there. Uh, The punting could have been a little better. Uh, We had a a punt, a net of 29. That's real low. Uh, Harris had a 19-yard return on him. But Kenyon Barnard, you know, contributed here, too, with a 21-yard punt return on two returns for 33 yards. So the uh, drive starts, uh, they weren't killing themselves. They did do one thing uh, on the first drive, two off-sides penalties due to the crowd noise uh, pushed them back, but uh, they didn't repeat it. So they got got on the same page and started to block out the noise. And uh, we didn't ask about silent counts and so forth, but whatever they did, they got it together after that first drive. Three, the injury report. We saw, uh, well, Freeman went out and didn't come back. Uh, Brian Hill ended up taking the load and uh, going 20 for 61. Uh, he indicated to, to other media members that he was okay, but we'll see. Uh, Hooper, uh, you know, we're all just speculating. Uh, he looked like a knee there, but he went back in, so he might be okay. Uh, then he might be out a week or two, so we don't know. We'll get an update. Uh you know, throughout the week, don't want to you know speculate on injuries too much, but that's where we're at with those guys. Hey, before we come back and break down these long drives and talk about the defense, let's hear from Grady Jarrett, who led the six sack eruption against the Saints. Just about threes and, and mission accomplished. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, you always want to get to the quarterback, and um, it felt good to get there today. But uh, we got to build off this performance and continue to grind. Yeah, like you said, getting pressure on the quarterback. Communication with the front end and the back end, working together, and um, guys really gelled together. And we really rushed together, and uh, it came out with a good result. How did it feel to get those sacks on third down? It felt really good. It felt really good and encouraging and motivating. And it's like you want to get more and more, you know. So um, we got to build off the performance definitely going forward. Not just the sacks, but they came on third downs when you really want to get off the field. How was that to get that done today? It felt good to get off the field on third down. Um, something that we need to continue to build on as well. And uh, gave, got the ball back to our offense. So I think it was critical for us to make the plays on third down. Thank you. Yeah. Grady Jarrett talking about the sack parade. He had a third down sack. Adrian Claiborne had third down sack. Vic Beasley had a fourth down sack. Hey, that's a, you can't draw it up any better than that. Um, I understand there were some slight adjustments on uh, the twists and the stunts and uh, where guys were positioned outside the tackles. 
whatever it was, um, you know, certainly worked for the Falcons on Sunday. Here's quarterback Matt Ryan giving up much credit to the defense for this victory. Uh, yeah, Matt, the uh, four, uh, four uh, score drive, ten player or more, how important was that to your game plan today and the execution for the unit? Well, it was huge. I mean, for, for us to uh, stay on the field, come away with points on those long drives, uh, keep their offense off the field, um, that, that was a big part of, of the outcome today. But, you know, I thought our defense also played extremely well. For, for them to hold, you know, really good uh, New Orleans offense to just three field goals uh, is impressive. So uh, good team effort across the board and, and uh, certainly when we need it. So how much uh, was running the ball a part of the game plan today? Well, it was a huge part of the game plan coming into it. Uh, you know, we wanted to be able to establish the run and, and, and get that going. I thought our offense line played extremely well. Uh, you never want to see somebody go down free, you know, out for the second half. But Brian Hill stepped up and, and ran the football effectively for us. He, you know, he turned some of those two, three-yard runs into four, five, six-yard runs with with just his physical nature. So that was uh, that was huge for him. And, and I thought Kenyon did a nice job coming in as well. How far has he come as a pass catcher? He had the touchdown catch too. Yeah, he's come a long way. I mean, from from when we drafted him, uh, he's worked extremely hard. You know, to to become a complete player, and uh, I think he's moving in that direction. It was a really good catch for him uh, on the touchdown and uh, just a good finish to, to come away with the touchdown in that situation. What kind of tonic could this win be for the team that's been going through some tough times? Winning is always a good tonic, you know, regardless of, of, of how the season's going when you win games. You know, that's what, that's what we're setting out to do. So, you know, obviously our backs are against the wall with where we're at, you know, um, with where we put ourselves in, in, in at this point of the season, but uh, I'm proud of the way that you know we've taken that first step, and, and that's what you've got to do. And now we've got to get back to work and, and try and find a way to get another division win this week. There's quarterback Matt Ryan uh, wrapping up the game. Some good stuff in there about the defense. Uh, uh, you know the tonic, having a good win to move forward here after the bye. Let's ra- look at the long drive. They. Um, it's real simple here. They got four field goals, two touchdowns. You know, uh, you're going to want to turn a couple of those field goal drives into touchdowns. Then you got a, uh, you know, a really big win there. Uh, if you can do that the rest of the way, uh, you'll be doing uh, very good. These drives here, though, that was very impressive. Uh, open the game with a 10 play. 61-yard drive that took 533 off the clock and got a field goal. Second drive, they was a 17-play drive, took eight minutes off the clock, got a touchdown out of that one. That was the Hooper touchdown, uh, 60 yards. Um, they got 15 yards in penalty, so it was net 75 yards. Uh, seven first downs in that drive. That was uh, that was the best drive of the day. Then drive number six, let's go down to that. Six minutes and 12 off the clock, 13 plays, 70 yards. Uh, touchdown drive. Yeah, That's got to be the Brian Hill touchdown. And then uh, came back, drive number seven, took five minutes and four seconds off the clock, 11 play drive, 22 yards, field goal. That's the one you got to punch in right there. You got to punch that one in. 22-yard um, gain, 
uh, short field goal. Uh, you need to go on and finish them off there at that point in the game. So that was key in, in this game. Uh, the Falcons PR staff uh, noted in the postgame notes that the, the Falcons have the fourth most 10 play drives, uh, 20 behind the Chiefs. Ravens and Raiders, uh, 16 of those 10-play drives have, have resulted in points. So, yeah, you don't want to keep the ball and not score. That's not part of the winning formula I'm talking about. Keep Keeping the ball and scoring touchdowns is their formula. And, uh, you know, you don't want four or four field goals. Let's cut those down to two. Then you got 28. Then you got six points. I mean, hey, then you're scoring. You're over 30 and you're cooking with grease. That defense is attacking, able to go get some turnovers. Uh, they can go hunting again. They're rested. Um, that's the way they're going to have to play here, it looks like. Certainly work for them against the Saints. On Sunday night here in the Superdome down here in New Orleans. We're going to wrap it up here and uh, – the review of the defense, and then get on out here to the airport and uh, get back home. Now, total total up those numbers, the 533, the 8 minutes, 612, 505. Four drives over five minutes, man. That's getting it done. The offensive line was on point with that. I didn't like the average per carry, so... You know, can't give them an A++, but definitely an A is probably going to be on a report card this week. But 24 minutes and 49 seconds, man. That's taking the ball away and putting up points and uh, putting some stress on the opposition's offense. Overall, the time of possession was 33 minutes and 46 seconds to 26.14. And the Saints came into the game. Keeping the ball 33 minutes plus, 33-18, I believe it was. So that was a, uh awesome job there uh, for the Falcons. Uh, the average kickoff drive start average was 25, which was good. They didn't set themselves back up with special teams penalties. And for the Saints, it was 26. So that was a breakdown of that um, the long drives that was key to this game. They can continue to do that, uh, you know, try to stack some wins and keep it moving. Uh, and I think they got to do the Coach Smitty formula: print up the one and O shirt. You just got to go one and O this week at, at this time of the season when you you know in a hole like one and seven. But they got their one and O last week against the Saints, and they'll be going up to Carolina next week. But we can't leave without giving it up for the defense here. Um, KZ bought a physical present. He had that big hit, big clean hit on Traquan Smith. Uh, knocked his helmet off, but uh, almost started a riot. But that's the kind of hits, you know, that's what they wanted to see when they put him back there because they're missing that from uh, Keanu Neal. So they put him in in the nickel, and Bleedy Ray Wilson comes in to play left corner, and Sheffield slides into the nickel. And then Ula Khan comes out of the base with Kamal at free safety linebacker in the box. They come out. That's how Coach Quinn was playing it uh, against the Saints. We'll see if they keep doing that moving forward. Uh, True Font was close to coming back, but we'll see about that this week. Tackle review. Fourier Ulukan led the team with eight tackles, and it was a uh, everybody was involved here. <clears throat> 
Isaiah Oliver had six. Devondre Campbell had six. Sheffield, Kendall Sheffield, the rookie, had five. Ricardo Allen, five. Casey, five. And Deion Jones, five uh, tackles. So that's everybody getting involved. And you like to see that. Uh, you know, especially you don't like to see when the safeties are leading with a bunch of tackles. That's bad news there. That means they were running right to that level. But this is uh, on all levels. Uh, you know, the cornerbacks were coming up to hit after they caught the ball. Uh, got both for linebackers in there. All three of the linebackers, Ulukon with eight, Campbell with six, 14, Dion with five. I mean, that's a uh, – let me do some quick math, 14 plus five, nine. There you go. And, uh, you know, uh, the defensive line went to hunt on the sacks. This was a main reason why – the uh, Saints were held to 3 of 12 on third downs. 3 of 12 on third downs. You're going to take that every Sunday in the National Football League. Now, a big story. We're burying the lead here. Was the pack sack attack. The Falcons got after it. It was a slow burn kind of deal. But at the end of the day, they had six sacks. Grady Jarrett, 2.5. Vic Beasley, 1.5. Campbell got it started with the first sack. And then uh, Adrian Claiborne had a third down sack. So uh, Claiborne had a third down sack. Grady had a third down sack. And Vic had a fourth down sack. So, I mean, if you put all this together, if you could do most of this every week, run the ball, keep it off the clock, score touchdowns, if you can get your turnovers, keep communicating on defense, stay in position, they're not running uh, any complex schemes. So, I, you know, finally the players decided to listen and, and stay on point, and they did it, and they stressed it, and, and they can do that going forward. That's pretty pretty easy. Field position needs some more work. You can keep that coming. Uh, hopefully they're, they're going to want to get some good news on the injury report. Those long drives are key. They're already at the top of the league and something, and that's one of them, getting those long drives out. And then the defense, gang tackling, and uh, KZ providing a physical presence back there. Uh, you know, he left the game a little bit, uh, but I think he's okay too. So we'll, we'll see how uh, the injury report shakes out on Wednesday. So with that, we're going to uh, – Get out of here. The 159th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. On Thursday, on Wednesday, we're going to take a look at the Carolina Panthers. Kyle Allen and, uh, uh, you know, uh, wish Cam Newton the best. We like seeing him when he plays the... Uh, against the Falcons, but he won't be. He's on injured reserve, so we'll be getting Kyle Allen and the Carolina Panthers. We'll preview them on Wednesday. Take care and have a great rest of the week. Hip hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip Hop's Most Pulled Elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.
The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.